Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is SEN's NBL show with Braden Hesselhurst. Now Quals turned it over, straight in the path of Scott Sobey pulls up from the foul line. Nothing but net. A show built for Australian basketball fans. Yes, everybody, welcome to the NBL show brought to you by Karina Leagues Club. Visit karinaleagues.com.au and we're in the home stretch of the 2023-24 NBL season. Just three rounds remaining in one of the closest competitions we've ever seen in the history of this league. Not only is the race for playing spots as fierce as ever, but the race for top spot is on as well with the Perth Wildcats continuing to push Melbourne United. Just one win separates those two teams who are obviously head and shoulders above the rest of the competitions at the moment. Uh, And despite uh, both splitting last round with one loss and one win, Perth, of course, dropping that one game to the Illawarra Hawks and Melbourne dropping one to Sydney on the weekend. They're both in firmly first and second spot. But for our Queensland teams, they're also struggling to completely grab a hold of their opportunities as well. They've had plenty of opportunity to firmly establish themselves in the top six and haven't uh, completely grasped uh, those opportunities yet this season. The Brisbane Bullets were fourth heading into last round and now face the prospect of needing it to win at least two of their last three to make the postseason for the first time since 2018. And Justin Schuller's team's chances made even harder by the fact that two of those games are on the road. So they need to bounce back from that disappointing loss to Melbourne United quickly because there's even a top four spot up for grabs if things go their way as well. And a big test awaits them in the high-flying Illawarra Hawks in Wollongong this Saturday after the Hawks took down both the Wildcats and the New Zealand Breakers last round. Meanwhile, what's going on in Cairns? The Taipans look like a game winner from Latmain against the Illawarra Hawks in round 16. Could have propelled them to find the form everyone has been waiting to see from them this season. But they've quickly fallen back to the inconsistent ways they've, uh, which has been their trademark all season, losing heavily at home to the Brisbane Bullets before getting smashed on the road by the Adelaide 36ers and sitting on just 11 wins with three games left. You would think Adam Ford's side would need to win all three remaining games, starting with Tasmania at home tonight to play any part in the playing games. And to break it all down, especially the Bullets run home, we have four-time NBL championship coach, two-time NBL coach of the year, and Brisbane Bullets legend Brian Curl on the line. Brian, thanks for joining us on the NBL show. Well, it's great to be here, mate. It's um, and I'm inside in the aircon, so I don't have to sit outside. So good excuse. <laughs> it's always good in this weather, me, mate. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, sure is. Um, Brian, uh, the the Bullets were sitting um, nice and pretty after uh, before last round, where they were sitting in in fourth spot after winning five of their last six, and they sort of came crashing down to earth a little bit with that loss to Melbourne. They haven't been great against United all year. It's the one team they really struggled against. Uh, is it just a bad matchup? Do you put it down to that? Or is it something to be concerned about going forward, do you think? Well, you know, they've had some bad losses and they come back the next day. Like, the, what, the week before, they 
got beaten by Perth pretty bad, and then they travel halfway around the world to Cairns and beat them comprehensively, and they always struggle to beat them. So they're, they're a bit unpredictable in some ways, but you know, I, I think missing Bannon out there the other night was a was a big big issue for them, and uh, Sobey wasn't at his best, and. Uh, you know, and Prater's still trying to find his head. But I, I think I said to you at the start of the season, this is going to be a very close competition this year. And, and I don't know what it was you, but I said it to a few people. I, I really thought, you know, and I've never seen a ladder in the NBL ever like this. Yeah, it's, you know, it, like it's one, incredible. One, even one, even Adelaide are a shot at making the plane, and they were done and exactly, dusted earlier on. Mate. Yeah. Like, you can go from last to third, and or not third, but fourth or fifth or sixth, and you're back in the thing. And just a loss can put you way out of it. It's it's an incredible season, and uh, there's been so many um, upsets, and, uh, you know, people, you know, can't believe. And now you've got the resurgence again of Sydney, uh, played the other night, like we know that they can play. And, uh, yeah, it's a very interesting season, man. But the Bullets, you know, mate, look, I think, you know, they they will come back from that. Uh, they always seem to, they, I don't know, they rebound very well from a loss. And uh, I think that's one of the strengths of the coaches uh, to get them back up again. Yeah, we've pointed that out all season. It seems like every time they have a loss or go on a losing streak, they answer with a winning streak. You've been high on, on um, rookie Josh Bannon all season and, and he was out for that game with Melbourne uh, against Melbourne United, how big was that loss, and and how big is is gonna is it going to be having him back for this uh, final stretch with three games left? Well, I think it's vital, they, you know, to ha- have him back. They, they need him back there. There's, that's quite obvious. And um, was he was missing too in the Perth game, I think, wasn't he? Yeah. When they lost that one, yeah. So there's there's a story there alone, isn't it? Those two the two top teams. He doesn't play, and they lose, you know, pretty badly. And uh, the other night, you know, even though it was close at times, but to me, they never looked like they were going to win. And uh, I think psychologically, Melbourne United have it over them. And I think, you know, with um, uh, Justin's relationship and, you know, former history being with uh, Melbourne United as well, I think that, you know, he's sort of probably a little bit intimidated by um, by Dean and things like that. So I think those sort of things can play a part as well. But you know, it's a good learning curve for him and uh, and the other coaches around him. But uh, I wouldn't write him off, mate. No way. No way in the world. But in saying that, you know, this season's been so unpredictable. So let's let's see what happens uh, this weekend. What, what do you think needs to happen in these last three games for, for not only the Bullets to secure a spot in that top six, but to show that when they make it, they can, they can really do some damage uh, going forward? Well, you know, um, the other thing also, I think, is uh, those games, I, I wouldn't say that Baines or um, Tyrell had great games either. Um, and, you know, and uh, big Rocco, you know, I love Rocco. I, I just think the kid's got so much ability. He's such a great kid as well. They, they're going to somehow patch that centre up and, you know, and be a dominant force inside there. That's like the the young African boy the other night had 33 points. He just tore the, the big fellas apart. Um, they looked like statues defending him. That, that was amazing, the game he played. Yeah, that so was think, Joe, Joe Loyola you know, Jewel had a, had a massive game. Yeah. Joe Loyola George, yeah, massive game, mate. And, you know, and, but, mate, look, we, we've got to get um, our boy back again. He's got to be playing. But that starting five didn't look 
like a good starting five to me. That he's out there and Banner's out there, mate, they, he makes a big difference. So I think they've got to get that all back in there. And I thought they always look good when Mitch, he, like, he adds a lot defensively to that team. He's very well organised and he gets the ball on. He's, he's one of the you know, players that does move that ball around on the offence. So I think they've got to get back to that five again. Uh, you know, Prather started off all right the other night, but then faded sort of thing. I, I think that, that starting five they had was a good starting five. They had defensive players there. They had players on the court that moved the ball out, weren't selfish and things like that. That's what they need to get back to. That's their game. And, um, and that was lacking the other night and lacking against Perth as well. This Saturday is a big game against the high-flying Illawarra Hawks. Illawarra beat both Perth and New Zealand last week, but a team they've struggled against since Justin Tatum's taken over has actually been the Brisbane Bullets, two close losses. What, what do you think the Bullets need to take care of when they head down to Wollongong? Well, you know, um, what's the name? Didn't play too well on the weekend, apparently. Harvey didn't have a great game, and uh, yep. nor did um, Trolls didn't have a great game either. But, mate, look, that guy... See, there's there's a, a story in itself with um, the resurgence of them. Like they were gone, buried, and you know, looking at QSL two next year until <laughs> t- took over. And and mate, look, he's made a great difference. Um, so, but you know, they've lost a few close games, but they're never beaten that team now. They're never ever beaten. Um, I, I remember a few weeks ago they played someone. They were four down with. 20 or 30 seconds ago, I turned the TV off. And I looked at the scores the next day and they, they won the game by a point, you know, because it went into double overtime or, or something like that. You know, so you can't write them off. They're, they're, a, they're a tough team. And at home, they're very, very tough. So, um, you know, Bullet's going to have to be, you know, ready to play, and uh, which I'm sure the coaches all have them ready to play. No worries, Brian. It's going to be an interesting round for sure and an interesting run home for the Brisbane Bullets. Thanks for your time on the NBL show, and I'm sure... I'll see you out at Nissan Arena on February 9. You certainly will, mate, and looking forward to it. And, mate, great coverage and good to see um, uh, Karina League Club uh, supporting you guys too out there. Now I think that's that's amazing. That's great for basketball. So um, we know they do a lot for sport, Karina League Club, and uh, I'm going to plug, mate, because they help me a little bit too. But they are <laughs> a, a great organisation. But, no, mate, con- and, you know, congratulations on the show, mate. And I think it's just another step forward for basketball with the job you guys are doing. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for joining us on the NBL show. We're back. This is SEN's NBL show with Braden Hesselhurst. Sobey with some footwork in the jam with authority. A show built for Australian basketball fans. Welcome back to the NBL show. Again, shout out to our partners, the Karina Lees Club. We're not going to go through the news headlines today. We're going to go straight to this. Who let the dogs out? And now it is time for Braden's Top Dogs. Yes, and for Top Dogs, we're going to take the kennel all the way down to Adelaide, South Australia. And the top dog for this week goes to Adelaide 36's interim coach, Scott Ninnis. The Adelaide 36's looked done. They looked cooked earlier in the season, even in the weeks following the change in coaches after the club decided to move on from NBL legend CJ Bruton. They looked lifeless with our competitive spirit and their defense was as worse as as bad as it could be. This was despite the consistent form of guys like Isaac Humphreys, who has been in career best form for most of the season, of course, has picked up since Ninnis has taken over. But 
as of late, they've been on fire and somehow have a shot at making the play-in. And it starts with their defense. In Adelaide's first six games under Scott Ninnis, they gave up more than 95 points five times. But in four of their past five games, they've restricted their opponents to under 89 points and even as low as 71. And you add that to their ability to find their their groove and their mojo offensively and the offensive power that Scott Ninnis has unlocked in Trey Kerr, who's in career best form. And now people are talking about him potentially being re-signed by the club. DJ Vasilevich, who's just extended for three years with the Adelaide 36ers. And of course, Isaac Humphreys, who has been a target uh, for this team ever since Scott Ninnis has taken over. They really go to him early in the game and, and that uh, that shows with the way Isaac has been playing. And as I mentioned, somehow the 36ers are a shot at the playing game. They're just one game outside of the top six. And if they make it, surely they have to sign Scott Ninnis as their coach going forward. Get rid of this Brian Gorgian talk. He's not going to Adelaide. He might be talking to him, but to me, it's just a courtesy. Lock in Scott Ninnis. He's a legend of the Adelaide 36ers. He's your man going forward. And who's on the radar this week? Yes, this is not really a who's on the radar, but more of an event, and it's to the wider NBL community, including a lot of fans and keyboard warriors on social media for the absolutely unwarranted takedowns of one of Australian basketball's greats in Aaron Baines. Yes, he's made some mistakes this season, especially mainly the incident with Cairns Taipans and Taipans coach Adam Ford early in the season, which he did receive a five-game suspension for. But since then, Baines has been the target of unfair criticism across the league. It's fans and even the NBL in some cases with their social media posts. And it's happened again after the illegal screen against Melbourne United's Ian Clark last Friday at Nissan Arena. Yes, it was an illegal screen. It went uncalled, which is on the referees, not on Baines. And there was nothing dirty about it. As former NBL big man Harry Froling pointed out on social media this past week, these screens happen from big men across the league every game. But because it's Aaron Baines, it's a major issue on social media and across the league. To me, this constant battering is ruining the reputation of one of the greats of the game in Australia. Baines is an NBA champion who played almost a decade in the world's best league. He's a three-time Olympian and a part of the best generation of boomers players that we have seen in history. And that group changed the face of basketball in this country. I'm talking about the group with Baines, Della Vadova, Andrew Bogut, Paddy Mills, Joe Ingles. And they capped that off with a bronze medal in Tokyo, which Aaron Baines almost suffered a career-ending injury at with that shower incident in the Athletes' Village, which he missed most of that uh, Olympic tournament with. So for me, it's time to put away the pitchforks and appreciate one of Australia's greats while we have him here in the NBL. So that's my target this week. It's not really who's on the radar, but NBL fans, you're on the radar this week. But to look at the games going forward, we start tonight in Cairns with the Taipans hosting the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, a big game there, followed by another big one, the Sydney Kings, who somehow bounced back from that uh, season worst loss, really, to the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix last week. 
with a big win over Melbourne United. They head down to South Australia to take the red hot, uh, take on the red hot Adelaide 36ers. And then the big game, Illawarra hosting the Brisbane Bullets on Saturday. That's going to be a big one. Can the Illawarra Hawks get their first win over the Bullets under Justin Tatum? Or like they've shown all year, can the Brisbane Bullets bounce back from a disappointing loss like the one they had against Melbourne United? Following on from that, later Saturday night, it's the throwdown. Melbourne United take on the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, who are riddled with injuries, but had a good last round beating the Sydney Kings and then pushing the Perth Wildcats all the way. Then another big game on Sunday between two playing hopefuls and the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, who were previously one of the competition favourites but have been struggling for form. They host the Adelaide 36ers. And then we finish the round in Perth with the Wildcats taking on the New Zealand Breakers. Bit of a renewing of a major rivalry with these two teams going head-to-head for several grand finals back in the uh, early 2010s with those Andre Lamanis, uh, Rob Beveridge, and then Trevor Gleeson coach Perth Wildcats team. So a big round of NBL coming up. And just before we go, I want to touch on my NBL MVP favorites. Of course, it's Bryce Cotton leading the way there. And then my favorites for coach of the year, it's Perth Wildcats coach John really sitting in first spot with Dean Vickerman closely following behind. But... I'm going to mix up the third and fourth favorites. I'm going to go Illawarra Hawks coach Justin Tatum sitting in third for those rankings. And then in fourth, we'll have the Brisbane Bullets coach Justin Schuller. And just a quick shout out. We didn't get to it last week, but shout out to Sydney Kings assistant coach Fleur McIntyre, who had just signed to join the front office of the Phoenix Mercury in the WNBA. So that's a huge step forward for the game and for her and for females in the men's game. So that's all we have time for on the NBL show. We'll see you next week.